With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome, Pewter Report readers, viewers, and listeners to a brand new edition of the Pewter Report podcast, energized by Celsius, the official energy drink of PewterReport.com. A happy victory Monday for all the Bucks fans and the Pewter people out there. A victory Monday because the Bucks are your NFC South Division champions. And even more exciting than that, we are going to have on the show today Bucks outside linebacker Yaya Diaby. Yaya Diaby. He will be joining us about halfway through the show. So we have an action packed episode. Very excited to kick off this week as the Bucks get ready for a playoff game. We'll talk about what we heard from Todd Bowles today and take a little look at this Bucks versus Eagles matchup. I'm your host, Matt Matera. Joining with me is the face that runs the place of PewterReport.com. SR Scott Reynolds. Scott, we got a great show today. Yes. How are you feeling? I'm feeling great. And for a couple reasons. Number one, for the pewter people, your Tampa Bay Buccaneers are three time NFC South champions. And we have uh, done you a solid. We've got a, a, a big uh, guest lined up today. When I say big, Matt, you've, you've been in the locker room with me. He's big, he's gigantic. 6'3, 200. Uh, probably 70 pounds, uh, Yaya Diaby. So we're excited to have him on today. Um, and uh, this is a really exciting uh, young player, man. I've you know, I've covered a lot of, of defensive players in, in Bucks history, and some of, of, of the guys that that uh, start off their careers, you look at Noah Spence, right? He had, I think, uh, five and a half sacks his rookie season back in 2016. Didn't really amount to much. Eric Curry, five sacks as a rookie. First round draft pick, you know, back in the early '90s, and you know he didn't really amount to much. This guy, different, different cat, man. He's yeah. he's going to amount to a lot, I think. This guy's going to be one of those players that's going to be a building block for years to come, and uh, has got such a huge upside. We're talking about Yaya Diaby, and and Matt, um, and we talked to Todd Bowles about Yaya t- today, and we'll get to some of those clips later. But uh, but more importantly, first things first. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers have got a rematch against the Philadelphia Eagles. And these are two teams going in completely different directions. You've got a Buccaneers squad that has won five out of its last six. And thanks to that shutout in Carolina, at least on the defensive side, they've got some momentum kind of yes. you know, going uh, for, for the, the, the Buccaneers. However, the Eagles, 
a, a wicked loss last night to the New York Giants. Yeah. Tyrod Taylor and the New York Giants. And they have lost five out of the last six. And they're reeling with a bunch of injuries. Jalen Hurts hurt his finger. Um, A.J. Brown hurt his knee. Sidney Brown, a guy you and I both liked, the safety out of yeah. Illinois. Yeah, that was uh, tough to see. You know, he tore his ACL. Uh, Darius Slay, their top cornerback, missed the game with uh, he's coming off knee injury. Devontae Smith is out with an ankle. If there's a time to play the Philadelphia Eagles, Matt, it might be right here, right now, next Monday night. Yeah, that is true. I saw a stat uh, yesterday as well after most of the games were done. It was just Bill's Dolphins. There, I, I, I saw a stat that said that uh, teams that have lost five of their last six going into the postseason have not won a playoff game since, I believe, 2000. So um, for everything bad you want to say about how the Bucks played against the Panthers, they got the job done, and that's kind of been the mantra of this team. Just get the job done. Yeah. Uh, I think even after week one when they beat the Vikings, Todd Bowles says something like, it ain't pretty, but it's gritty. And that's been the mantra from this team and of this team yeah. it's day one. So you may not like it that they won nine, nothing. You may be angry because they should have probably trounced a team like right. the Carolina Panthers. And you're not necessarily wrong, but I would rather have my team be five and six going into the postseason. than have a group that has lost five of six has injuries all over the place and not just at quarterback like the Bucks do and a locker room. That seems like they're not certainly not tearing each other apart. Um, but you know, the Philadelphia is the city of brotherly love. And I don't think there's a lot of love right now between, uh, between the offensive and defensive side of the ball. So Scott, you're absolutely right. This is the perfect, perfect time to play against the, the Philadelphia Eagles. It's a different team. And we'll break this down more later on in the week when we do our preview, but this is a different team. That coaching staff from last year, they became head coaches uh, yeah. on offense and, and, and defense, That's right. their coordinators. So, um, there's been a lot of adjustments that defense has regressed. And like you said, the injuries, the Bucks haven't been great. And they they got to take care of their own stuff. But this is a way more even-sided match than even when they met up in week three on Monday Night Football. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. And when you look at, at the fact that, that back in week three, the Buccaneers had not really run the ball that well. I think they had 100, 100 and something yards, maybe 120 against the, the Bears. Um, but... You know, I, I, I believe, too, when you look at at what the Buccaneers kind of had to endure from a pass rush standpoint, the Eagles got after Baker Mayfield and all that. Um, I, I just think that that this is going to be a different Buccaneer team than what they have been able to face uh, over the last, um, you know, uh, it, it seems like week three was just was eons ago, like a year yeah. ago almost. <laughs> right. And since yeah. then, we've seen the Buccaneers have a 30-point game, have a 34-point game, have a 27 points in Atlanta. They've found a running game. They've had some consistency there. Rashad White's become an all-purpose weapon. And those are just things that the offense was in, was in its infancy back in week three. And I think the, uh, Todd Bowles even spoke about that today. Yeah, we got a couple of videos. Uh, we'll play the offensive one. But first, uh, another big part of news is that the Bucs are playing on Monday Night Football yeah. next week. So. Next Monday from now, in a couple of hours, it will be Bucks versus Eagles. This is the second year in a row the Bucks are playing on Monday Night Football. Um, I know some people people are angry about it from a "Hey, like it's a work night" type of thing. Totally understand that. Would never argue with you on that one. Others are unhappy about it because it's a little less uh, rest time if you do win the game. I would argue one. 
Um, you got a little more time to to rest this week, and especially with Baker Mayfield and his rib injury, I think it's pretty important for the Buccaneers. And two, the Rams, when they won the Super Bowl back in 2021, they played that Monday night game, beat the Cardinals, and then they beat the Bucs the next week. So there is a uh, there there is a history of the team playing on Monday night winning. Anyway, this yeah. was Todd Bowles. Well, and, and as I say, and also, too, it gives Baker Mayfield some time to rest. I know the Eagles yes. benefit from that as well, but at least Baker Mayfield with that – the rib injury with the ankle injury, he's got some time to heal up now rather than that game being on a Saturday or Sunday. Yeah, so this is what uh, Todd Bowles had to say about playing on Monday and also a rematch with the Eagles. The fact that you've got a quarterback that's kind of nicked up, uh, does it probably not hurt you from Monday, but if you advance, you're looking at a short week. Well, either way, you know, it's the playoffs. It's going to be tough. We can use the extra day right now. Next week, we probably don't need to, we don't need a couple extra days, but... You don't get to work it that way. We play who we play. We play when we play, and we line up and go. It's been a long time since you played the Eagles, but do you, do you like the idea of a rematch in the playoffs? Or how does that compare to getting a team you're, you're starting from scratch with? I don't think it compares at all. It's about the same for the really most part. It doesn't compare because we played them so early in the year. Uh, we were still growing. I'm sure they were still growing. And, you know, playoff time is different. It's one and done. Everybody's nicked up everybody's hurt it's just a matter of who makes the most mistakes yeah so kind of what we were just saying about so so long ago when they when they played the yeah. Eagles that there's a lot of differences and then to what Scott was just saying about the offense their struggles lately but also growing from the beginning um Todd Bowles commented on that too we're, we're really rolling in terms of putting up points during that four game winning streak the last two weeks have been a struggle have you been able to kind of pinpoint why you guys aren't getting more touchdowns on the board and, and just getting more points on the board in general? Not really. I mean, we play some decent defenses, but when you execute, it goes well. When people get enough film on you and you keep doing the same thing, you have to change some. So we got to switch some things up on both sides of the ball, not just talking offensively, defensively too. But you win the game however you need to win it. You're not going to be clicking on all cylinders all the time. Try from where the offense was in its infancy back in week three. Is that encouraging going into this game? with some of that, that offensive su success that you've had since week three? No, we'll do whatever we have to do to win the ball game. As long as we have one more point than they have, that's what we're looking for right now. We want to have consistency all the way around, but the object is to win the game by any means necessary. It was interesting what he said, right, Matt? He said, <laughs> we got to call some different plays, right? And and I think I think that's kind of what's happened if you look at the common denominator, right? And, and Dave Canales, listen, he's... He's done a very good job, I think, in a lot of areas as a first-year play caller. But but when you look at these last two games and the point production dropping from 30 points per game, or 30 points, I should say, against the Jaguars to 13 points against the Saints, nine points against the Panthers, what's the common denominator? You played the, the Saints earlier in the year, and you played the Panthers early in the year. You scored 26 at New Orleans. You beat Carolina by putting 21 points on the board. But the rematch... You can't go back to what you already did yeah. because they're ready for it. So you got to come up with new plays, and it has to to look different, right? Because th th that's that's the the positive and the negative of of playing a division opponent. You know them intimately, but they also know you intimately. And so I think that's the learning curve that Dave Canales has really you know been on is, and 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 it works the same way. What what the uh, the Buccaneers' offense didn't do. 
in the first game against the Falcons, right? Score points. They scored yeah. 13 points. Exactly. Dave Canales realized not much worked in that game, so he had to dial up some new things. They put 27 points uh, on the board in Atlanta out of the team's 29. There was also a safety net game. Yep. So now same thing. Playing the Eagles again, don't stick with what worked or didn't work in that game, and not much did. They only had 174 yards. They scored 11 points. But Dave Canales has got to present something brand new for the Eagles' defense to really marinate on for all four quarters. Yeah, maybe it helps that they actually played so poorly against the Eagles. Yeah. It's like, Agreed. all right, well, we know what not to do yes. uh, <laughs> uh, against this team. And, well uh, said. Yeah, I mean, that game, they scored three points, and then they scored a garbage-time touchdown at the end. So yeah. really not too much to – point out and say hey all right like we can build on top of that um let's get to a couple super chats we appreciate all the pewter people a lot of people excited about yaya joining the show today yeah i highly encourage everybody when yaya's on feel free to keep typing yaya diaby yeah we'll put it on the screen i think yaya will like that as well but let's get it started off with uh mark fisher aka rev fish thanks for the 499 super chat he says no it wasn't pretty but remember when SR joined Buccaneer Magazine? We only had two division titles in 20 seasons. Don't yeah. be satisfied, but be proud. Three in a row. That's right. Uh, 1995, I walked in the door with Warren Sapp and Derek Brooks, and you know they, they added a, a, a division title in 99 under Tony Dungy. And, and then the next one was John Gruden right in 2002. And then they've had a couple more, 2005 and 2007 under Gruden. Gruden actually has the most division titles of any Bucks coach. He had three. And then, um, see, they didn't win the division in 2020. The Saints did, huh. you know? And so they, they won it in 21 and then 22 and 23. So, yeah, I mean, before then, it was slim pickings. You're looking back in the 80s, 76, they won the division for the first time. That was the what the NFC Central division back then. And I think they won it again in 81 or two before my time. So, yeah, not a lot of division titles for this franchise. But, man, the Buccaneers rule the roost now. And with uh, with Arthur Smith getting fired in Atlanta, which we talked about last night, was going to happen. That that did happen. The Panthers are going to be going through you know, a new head coach as well. Se uh, third head coach in three years in Carolina, <laughs> not including their interim head coaches. So, Carolina is, as a franchise is dead and buried, I think, until David Tepper leaves, which uh, he might happen. be. Yeah, he might he might be the new Daniel Snyder. Yeah, so some that, people are saying that, and you know, yeah. you're kind of onto something. And the crazy thing, Scott, the only team that's holding on to their coach right now is the Saints with Dennis Allen, and yeah. their players don't listen to him. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that's not yeah. an ideal situation for uh, for the Saints either. It's music to the Bucks fans' ears, but uh, yeah. Um, I always say enjoy the good times when you're in them because yeah. it can easily not happen as well, and you don't want to see that. Kyle exactly. Miller, thank you for the dollar ninety nine super chat. Says America is counting on us <laughs> to beat the Eagles <laughs> yeah. with a patriotic flag and a pirate flag. Yeah, I think a lot of people will be rooting for the Bucks. Yeah, um, I know Baker used to be very, very polarizing, but um, maybe because he's been humbled and now he's on the other side of things. I think yeah. a lot of people, unless you're a Texas fan, horns down. Tend to yeah. root for, uh, tend to root for Baker right. now, and the Eagles. I think a lot of people find their coach Nick Sirianni mm -hmm. unlikable, and just Philly people unlikable. Yeah. So uh, Bucks could be America's team. I don't think Philly fans even like Nick Sirianni now. He just took him to a <laughs> Super Bowl last year, yeah. and now they're yeah. like, "Fire this bum! Get him out of here!" You know. So it's... I know that's a 
bit far fetched. I mean, what did they win? 10, 11 games this year after going to the Super yeah. Bowl last year? It's, mm-hmm. it's well, they had, a, they had a 10 and one start. So, I mean, it's been yeah. quite the collapse for them sure. down the stretch here. So, yeah, that's fair. Um, Higgins Hockey, thank you for the $5 super chat, says the Bucks could face the big teams they lost to this year Philly, San Fran, Detroit. Finally, Bills versus Bucks rematch. Fates or coincidence? Why don't you say this, Higgins Hockey? Because yeah. I was talking with someone last night, and I think I tweeted it out as well. Um, I think the best path for the Bucks, if they want to get to the Super Bowl, and you know mm-hmm. that's the dream of Bucks fans, that's the goal. Right. You, you obviously have to take care of business against yep. um, against the Eagles. I think you got to be rooting for. I, I I think the Cowboys are going to smoke the Packers, so I think you got to be rooting for the Rams and Matt Stafford to upset the Lions in mm-hmm. Detroit, which is conceivable. Yeah. So then that way you play the Cowboys in round two and the Rams mm-hmm. have to play the 49ers. Yeah. Cowboys are choke artists. They right. have a history of choking in the moment. So you upset the Cowboys in Dallas. And then on the other side, Rams 49ers, that's a yeah. divisional matchup. Third mm-hmm. time in a row. Rams the Rams have been a thorn in, in the 49ers side too. Yeah. So you got to hope for an upset there and then Bucks get a home game hosting the Rams, and then revenge from 2021. Yeah. That would be, for the Bucks. I would say, their best chance of getting to the Super Bowl. Still, you know, I'm with those, you those odds happening are still pretty improbable, but hey, you never know. That's why you play the game. Yeah, no, and sometimes it does take, like, that level of fate to to kind of get in there. We talked about it last night, how John Gruden comes with the West Coast offense in 2002. The teams the Buccaneers beat, were West Coast offense teams where the Bucks defense knew exactly what was coming because they saw it in training camp every day. They beat the 49ers, Jeff Garcia and the 49ers. Then they beat the Eagles, Andy Reid's Philadelphia Eagles team. And then, of course, uh, John Gruden's former team, the Oakland Raiders. Yeah. So uh, all, in, all in succession. And then the Buccaneers lucked out with with having back-to-back teams, the, the Packers and the Chiefs in the championship game and the Super Bowl, not have their offensive tackles. So... That helped out Tampa Bay's pass rush. Sometimes you have to have fate, you know, on your side a little bit. And who knows? That could be quite the path, Matt. It could be. And sometimes you need fate on your side when you are making picks, uh, especially for underdog fantasy. Use that promo code Pewter. That's P-E-W-T-E-R. Get a first deposit bonus when you play with underdog fantasy. It's so much fun to do, especially for football. Uh, But you could do it for all the other sports as well. You're just picking higher or lower on a number of different stats, whether it's receiving yards for a player or passing touchdowns, whatever the stat may be. They have defense as well for those defensive fans out there, including SR. So um, you can pick anywhere from two to five players. It has to be at least two different teams. So if you want to do Bucks versus Eagles, you got to pick someone from the Bucks, pick someone from the Eagles as well. If you pick five, you can win all the way up to 20 times your money. So there's great cash value with underdog fantasy and multiple tons of different options to go and play with the different sports to uh, play with as well. So use that promo code pewter. That's P E W T E R. and get a first deposit bonus playing underdog fantasy. You know, I, um, I, I tried, we'll, we'll do the Celsius read in a minute, but I, before I forget the new Celsius orange sickle is really good. The Celsius essentials. I, I could not have that last night during uh, the podcast, and I'm glad I didn't. Yes, <laughs> because man, there's more caffeine in this. It's a bigger can. It's not those slim cans, and I've been wired all day. So this this thing works. This is like uh, a double barrel shotgun uh, of Celsius here, and uh, just wanted to to tout this. You're going to do the Celsius read a little bit later, but man, a great flavor orange sickle. 
and um, it, it works. So yeah. I'm, this, this is not a, a two Celsius day for me. Sometimes it is on Monday just because I'm older. Not the Celsius doesn't work. But with one of these, that's all you need. I'm just letting you know right now. Hopefully, I'll be able to sleep tonight. But at least I'm going to be up for Washington and Michigan. Who do you like in the national championship game tonight, Matt? I like Michigan. Um, I just think their ability to run the football, Big Ten football, you know, grounded and pounded, and their defense yeah. is just incredible. Um, it is. I, I think Washington's great, too. I mean, obviously, the Bucks half their team played for Washington. Yeah. So um, I, I would not be upset at all if they lost. I mean, I did put some money, money line on, on Michigan, but I got a couple oh. props in there as well. Oh, you did? Oh, okay. Yes. I, I put money line bets on Washington. I think the Huskies are going to win. I think Tampa's own Michael Penix is going to show out, along with Roma Dunze. Yes, uh, Jalen Polk. I mean, the, they've got so many weapons. It's going to be a really fun matchup to see Michigan's defense. That's John yeah. John Spitek's team mm -hmm. uh, versus the Washington offense. I, I can't wait. I, and and uh, that that running back that Washington has too. I, I love that guy. He's good. Yeah, I took uh, Odunze over on his receiving yards, which is 89 and a half, which is a bit high, but he's gotten yeah. over that like every single game except for like yeah. week three. And then I took Blake Corum. Over 105 rushing yards. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I think it's going to be a great game. I'm very, very um, excited for it. Got a very excited Adam Hamilton. Thank you for this 1999 super chat, Adam, who says "Bucks" with a bunch of exclamation points. NFC South champs, boys. What a season! What do you guys think our chances are against Philly? And two, am I a horrible person not seeing the future with Bowles? Anyway, I'll be rooting for them, Bucks. <sighs> Uh, I, I I like their chances. I'm not ready to make my official prediction, but I'm leaning towards the Buccaneers. Just given the fact that this is uh, it, it's it's a rematch. It's in Tampa. The Bucks are trending up. The Eagles are trending down. The Eagles are the more banged up team right now. And I'm just yeah. yeah. I think the whole key, Matt, is is momentum in this game. Whoever wins the first quarter, I think wins the game. I think if you have a lead in the first quarter, seven nothing, ten nothing, ten to three, something like that. Whoever jumps out to the early lead, I think that they have a chance to ride. Uh, and, and that could be Philly, right? Because if they come in here, all of a sudden Tampa gets tight. Um, if if they get behind, you know, uh, I think momentum's a real thing in the NFL. It just is. It's a real thing in football. And I think whoever wins the first quarter, and I think it could be the Bucks, ends up winning that game. Yeah, what concerns me is just how they've come out of the gates the last two games. And yeah. two games that, hey, we can win the division, we can clinch it. Yeah. Um. So th that does worry me a little bit. I'm not ready to call this one a coin flip game, which yeah. for those that may not know, it's when, hey, you wouldn't be surprised either way um, right. who is going to win. I'm not ready to call it, call it a coin flip game just yet, but by the end of the week, I might be able to. So like Scott yeah. said, I don't want to give away all of our right. predictions and thoughts and everything like that. Also, um, too, I don't know. Maybe I'm a sucker. I like Tristan Wirfs' post-game speech. Yeah. Where, where he was saying, hey, defense, you bail us out today. Offense, we're, we're going to rally, and we're going to get the job done. I mean, th this guy's really stepping into his own as a leader on this team, and I just I really like Tristan Wirfs, the player, and I'm really enjoying the maturation process of him as a leader, as a vocal leader. Um, I told him last year, I'm like, listen, without Ryan Jensen here, man, this is your offensive line. Like, you got to yeah. act like it. Ali Marpet's not here. Ryan Jensen's not here. Like, this is your offensive line. You got to take over. And he's just so young, you know, and it's such a quick transition from, you know, following Jensen, right? Super yeah. Bowl, Pro Bowl guy to all of a sudden he's not there. 
And everyone's kind of looking around, looking at Tristan, and it's like, dude, this is your time to shine. And, and he is this year, and I think that's so fun to see. Yeah, I think Tristan does a great job of um, not only just being the leader of the offensive line, but he he really has built these personal relationships with every single offensive lineman. You know, whether it's you know Luke Gedicki has spoken yeah. a ton about their friendship. Uh, Robert Hainsey, he they're always out and about together um, all the time, and yeah. Obviously, everyone's very supportive of Cody Mouk. So Tristan's done a great job of really cultivating a, a lot of individual relationships. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore dealmaking across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Well, on the offensive line, which I think is important. Richie P has a $20 super chat. Thank you very very much, Richie, who says, I speak for many when I say that we have earned the right to criticize our team and it's warranted. But I say it's time to set that aside and root for them boys that represent the Bay. Well said. I think it's a great sentiment, too, because I get it. Some people wanted them to get a better draft pick. That yeah. should be sale. They made the playoffs. Right. They're in yeah. the postseason, so they're going to have a, a, a late 20, at least in the 20s pick yeah. anyway. So Kalasha Kansi was pick number 19, right? <laughs> so, exactly. Yeah, you know? yeah, sorry. So maybe not yeah. necessarily – in the twenties, but well, if, yeah, yeah, probably if they beat the Eagles, it will be in the twenties. Sure, absolutely. Right? So, but but yeah, I mean that's what I'm saying. Kalaja Kansi was was picked number nineteen. Like he's worked out pretty well. He's got a bright future. So, yeah, yeah, Diaby wasn't it wasn't drafted until the third round. So you can yeah. hey, listen, trust Jason Light, man. This guy has got a pretty good track record when it comes to building teams through the draft. He, John Spitek, Mike Beal, Rob McCartney, all the scouts. Yeah, they know what they're doing. And and trust them. They're not going to hit everybody, right? They're not. But I mean, hey, even Joe Char and Shoinka showed signs of life, big time strip sack. So who knows? Who knows what exactly. the future holds? We'll see. Uh, thank you to Mike Wells for this ten dollars super chat. Who says Matt and Scott always putting in work? You guys are the best. Going into this off season, what are three positions on this team going forward you'd like to see addressed? First of all, Mike, thank you very much for the yeah, kind words. You. We do this show for you guys. I'll never stop saying that. Yep. Uh, three positions at the Bucks you'd like to see addressed. Off the top of my head, after reading this question, center I think is mm-hmm. one of the top ones. I think another edge rusher to yep. uh, to complement who will be on the show in a little bit, Yaya yep. And this third one might not even be priority three, but something I want to see. Um, and we talked about it yesterday. A wide receiver, another wide receiver mm-hmm. added into this group that can really be a de facto wide receiver three that they take within the first three rounds. So those yep. are my picks. Yeah, I would say edge rusher just because I'm a defensive guy. And uh, I think you pair another another stud with, with yeah, yeah, Diaby. And, and, I mean, all of a sudden, boom, you're back to Shaq Barrett, JPP, you know, type type pass rush. Um, I, I'm going to say guard, right? Yeah. Um, uh, Christian Mahogany from Boston College, Cooper Beebe from Kansas State. I mean, a, a plug-and-play guard, right? Because Cody Malk might move to center. He might stay at guard. We'll see what happens yeah. in free agency first. But, man, just solidify that offensive line. Jason Light, I trust him implicitly. The guy nails offensive line draft picks. He loves drafting him in the second round. Cody Malk, Ellie Marpet, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, Maybe the third be. round, Alex Kappa. Yeah. So, 
uh, I would say that's another spot too. And then strong safety, right? And and I, I agree with you. I'd love to see another wide receiver to kind of groom, step in, in case Chris, Chris goes down or doesn't get re-signed after next year. You know, in case Mike ends up getting hurt, whatever, then boom, you don't miss a beat with the wide receiver. But they do need a strong safety. Yeah. And you pair another playmaker with Antoine Winfield Jr. So he doesn't have to be Superman every week. And this secondary, I think, is is going to be fire for quite some time. Yeah, absolutely. The only thing that crossed my head too is that they can address some of this in free agency. Yep. So I was they like, like would they be, yeah, they have. <laughs> they finally have money. Thank yeah. You. Uh, thanks to Josue Ortiz for this 499 Super Chat who says, text from work. Please don't tell. You're we won't. Safe with us. We won't. Want, want to say, regardless uh, of how this postseason plays out, I'm proud of this Bucks team and the expectations they exceeded. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. That's why, you know, we said yesterday, uh, we said it on various shows that we go on mm -hmm. to. Big picture-wise, this team has a lot to be happy about. I mean, yeah. they got a core group that in the future – you you feel pretty good about uh, mm -hmm. not even the rookies from this year, but the guy the guys have developed, and yeah, they proved a lot of people wrong, so they should yeah. be very happy about that. Yep. Uh, Cat and Max with the ten dollars super chat, thank you. Says pretty awesome to be here with the home playoff game while all three divisional opponents have a bunch of drama. Jameis is the gift that keeps on giving. Great job, oh, man. go Bucks! Oh. That was so hilarious. Yeah. Like, Jameis is an electrifying just like person to cover, person to be in the NFL. Yeah. We I respect our coach, but screw our coach. We made this decision collectively as a team. Yeah. I mean, team guy, <laughs> team first guy for sure. Yeah. I, was, I was so confused. After oh, my gosh. What was yeah. going on? And then Arthur Smith is yelling at, at Dennis Allen. And, yeah. Um, a, a lot of crazy stuff there. Also, by the way, we got to give a shout out to Jason Light. Yeah. Or uh, trolling Cam Jordan. Yes. Uh, oh, yeah. A great, great tweet. Uh, if you didn't see it, you can check it out on PeterReport.com. We yeah. wrote about it. But that's why Jason Light, he's a very lovable general manager. Oh, yeah. Uh, got a great sense of. He's in the trenches with the fans, man, on X. You know, he's firing memes and shots and everything. It's fun he's to the see. Man of the people. Man yeah. of the people in terms of the front office. You don't always see that. So. Yeah, uh, we like to see it. Uh, we got one more super chat from Realtor David Zussman. Thank you for the nine ninety nine super yeah. chat. Who says uh, Canals is by far the worst play caller in the NFL? Oh, come on now! Come on, man. He's first of all, they improved in so many categories yeah. uh, this year. So, um, hey, scoring. Appreciate the super chat, but respectfully, we uh, we disagree with yeah. that. I mean, they improved in a number of different ways. Most importantly, uh, wins which mm -hmm. is the end-all, be-all deciding factor, yep. and in uh, points per game, which is a big reason why you win or lose. So appreciate the super chat, but respectfully going to disagree with the comment. One thing that we can all agree on is that Celsius Energy Drinks is the best energy drinks around that you can find. They got some new flavors and a new brand as well. The Celsius Essentials. They are performance energy drinks with 270 milligrams of caffeine to help you live fit. And of course, there's no sugar. Celsius Essentials is the ultimate energy drink line by Celsius, formulated for the fitness enthusiasts looking to elevate their performance. Made with the proprietary, that's a tough word to say, but I nailed it, Meta Plus formula and three essential aminos, Celsius Essentials provides you with an unbeatable combination of ingredients that support your physical and cognitive performance. With a specially formulated lineup of bold flavors, Celsius Essentials is a game changer for those wanting to unlock their full potential and take their fitness journey to the next level. 
You can find them at a 7-Eleven nationwide. Uh, you can get their three-flavor variety pack available at Walmart, and they are rolling out nationwide to select retailers. If you love their original uh, flavors as well, love the sparkling orange, sparkling watermelon, Arctic Vibes, my personal favorite. If you need to know where to find a Celsius energy drink, go to the Celsius store locator, punch in your address, and they'll tell you the closest geographic location where you can pick it up. It could be one of those Walmarts, Target, 7-Elevens, maybe a health and fitness store, or it could just be your bodega. Bodega. And once you keep going to your bodega and you know you love Celsius and you want to get more, you want to get it in bulk, you can get it in bulk. I'd recommend getting that variety pack because variety is the spice of life. Um, go to Amazon, click on that subscribe and save. You're in charge. You're the captain. You can have it sent to your place every week, month, quarterly, yearly. Just make sure you're drinking Celsius energy drinks. The official energy drink of the Pewter Report podcast. All right. Now joining us, a very special guest. We had mentioned it before. He is the Bucks team leader in sacks with seven and a half. He has 12 tackles for loss and is one of the most electrifying rookies this season. Should be in the running for defensive rookie of the year. Ladies and gentlemen, we are very lucky to be joining us on the show right now. Yeah, yeah. Diaby. Yeah, yeah, Diaby. Yeah, yeah, thank you so much for joining the show. How are you doing this afternoon? I'm good. How are you guys doing? doing great. We're doing good, man. We're, we're thrilled to have you on the show. Thrilled about your NFC South Championship as well. And thrilled about your rookie season, man. You do a great job. Not just not just in the locker room answering our questions, but getting after the quarterback, man, and getting the sacks and making the big plays, finding your groove during your rookie season. So, Really, really happy to have you on the show here. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me. You got it. Um, you know, what do you like about your role in, in Todd Bowles' defense? We saw you get your your sack uh, in Carolina um, on, a, on a twist, right, on a stunt. And so you've gotten sacks from inside. You've gotten sacks from outside. You drop in coverage sometimes. Yeah, yeah. What do you like about Todd Bowles' defense and, and how he uses you like a chess piece? Man, um, I would say besides besides the playbook being very hard <laughs> to learn, <laughs> it complex. Yeah, and besides that, man, it's awesome, man. I love the way that he uses me and what I can do to you know help out the team the best way I can, even if it's on the inside or the outside or you know dropping in coverage. You know that's something new for me. You know dropping mm -hmm. in coverage, but. As the season kept going on, I just kept getting more and more comfortable. I mean, it's one thing to get a sack, right? But, I mean, what's it going to be like when you get your hands on an interception, right? Oh, like, yeah, I'm taking that to the crib. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's one thing for, for pass rushers to get after the quarterback and get sacks, which is what you're supposed to do. But in this defense, he gives you the opportunity to get some picks. I mean, even Jason Pierre-Paul a couple years ago had two yeah. interceptions, which was more than some of the defensive backs had. Yeah. Are you surprised that you had such a, a strong season as a pass rusher and wound up leading the team in sacks? Because, you know, it, it did take a while to, to learn this defense, to get the trust of the coaching staff, to put you in as a starter. But uh, are you surprised that it ended up the way it did where you got a lot of your sacks at, at, with more playing time and, and, and had this late flurry here of, of five and a half sacks down the stretch to get to seven and a half? I mean, yeah, it was a it was a surprise, but at the same time, the way I the way I work and the way I um kind of work every day, and you know, 
just wanting to better myself. I, I expected that from myself, you know. Um, but, you know, just like you said, with the playbook, me trying to learn it, I was trying to figure myself out them first them first couple of games, you know, it was it was very hard for me, you know, mentally. I was trying to get myself get myself together and, you know, figure figure it out for myself. But when I got the groove and I got the groove for the defense, it felt good. And and you know, just to be leading leading the team in sacks, it was a great, great honor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think what's really exciting uh, about your journey is with all the production you've had you didn't even get named the starter until 10, 11 weeks into the season, I believe, after that San Francisco game. So I'm just curious, what was that moment like for you when, when you were told that you're going to be a starter on this defense? And what how did that come about? Like, did Coach Bowles tell you? Was it one of the assistants? Nah, nah, it really wasn't. It was like a – because we have our little walkthrough before um, every practice and – my my outside linebacker coach, Coach George, he was just like, "Yeah, you're in." I was like, "What you mean?" I was like, "That's um, isn't that uh, Joe supposed to be in?" He was like, "Nah, you're in." So that's that's the way I found out, and and you know, it was a great it was a great honor. You know, all all respect to you know Joe because that's a guy you know I I really had a great bond with to show me how things were when I first got drafted and you know for us um you know even though I got the starting spot we still you know help each other out every day and yeah. try to get the best out of each other yeah, yeah. you get you get a sack in Carolina and Joe got a sack his big huge strip sack at the end too exactly and I and I was so happy when and you know jumped on him and everything man mm -hmm. yeah that that was an awesome moment almost at the time Almost sealed the game. Uh, it was later in the fourth quarter. But um, up before that moment, before you're named the starter, as you're still trying to, like, figure things out, you kind of mentioned it before. But um, are you just feeling anxious when you're trying to get more playing time? You, you have to bide your time a little bit. And when you do get into the game, is it one of those realities of, oh, man, like, I, I got to make a play here if, if I want to prove myself and, and get more snaps? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, that's, that's my motto. You know, I always try to – prove myself and and just let my just let my hard work show out on on game day and and just how I attack attack every day you know so when I you know got the the job exact it was it was you know I had a lot of anxious you know I wanted to make sure it's not a fluke like a fluke type of thing I yeah. wanted to make sure make sure I'm doing what I need to do to help the team be successful any way I can before you were named a starter you got your first sack, and it was kind of a trophy sack. You and I talked about this in the locker room. I mean, Josh Allen, that's that's a pretty good dude to sack for your first time, right? Yeah, 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 exactly, man. I I even kept that jersey, and I, I was like, <laughs> yeah, first, first sack, first sack on Josh Allen, man. I was excited about that one. Now, at the same time, right, um, you chased him out of bounds. I don't even know if you touched him, right? And we saw Marquise Watts get his first sack. In a very similar fashion, not even touching Derek Carr, really, right? I mean, it still counts. I'm not taking it away from you. But then what's it like to to take a guy to the ground and get on top of him and kind of get the sack the old-fashioned way? You And you've had your share of those. You had one in, on Sunday against Bryce Young. Man, man, that that 
you know, you get them how you how you can, and and you're yeah. excited about how you get them. But but when it's like actually grab, getting a guy and taking them down to the ground, it it feels way way better. And you know, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. And and not only that, but um, you've gotten to the point now, which is really cool, where you're doing because you wear zero, right? Sub zero. You and Kalaja Kansi are doing a little bit bit of a Mortal Combat sub zero, right? Finish him, right? With yeah. uh with that, uh, can you kind of just tell us about uh, you freezing Kalaja and then kicking him when he's down, and just what kind of how how you came up with that as your your sack celebration on Sunday? So, so with that uh, sack celebration, I was um, talking to Ryan Neal. He was like, he was like, man, um, that first one was like mind blowing. Like everyone was like, oh my god, y'all just did that. <laughs> and then he was like, he was like, this time try to get try to get Kalaja to to freeze mm-hmm. and then finish him off. I was like, dang, that, that that's going that's going to be that's going to be the one. So I was right. like, so that's how that that came about. Uh, that's great. Yeah, fans go insane over it every single time they see it. So you're definitely gaining the hearts of not just Bucks fans. Obviously, you're doing that um, this season, but. The, the general NFL as well with those celebrations. So please keep it coming uh, with, with the celebrations each time you make a play. Uh, we just talked about Kalijah Kansi real quickly. Just uh, tell us a little bit more about your relationship and friendship with Kalijah Kansi. You know, you're, you're two rookies that come into the league and you, you play on the defensive front together with you on the outside and him on the inside. And you guys are quickly building this great inside-outside combination and threat to opposing offenses. Yeah, with with Kalaja, you see, I, I already knew of Kalaja because we both was in the ACC. So yep. I already I already knew about him and the kind of player that he is. The guy, the guy, just a, a, a man. He get after it. So so when he got um, when he got drafted to the Bucks and I also got drafted, I'm like, oh yeah, we got us a we got us a, a good one, a good one. And our relationship just kept keep getting better and they just keep building. He's teaching me. I'm helping him. You know, we helping each other to, you know, get better and better to help this team out for the future to come. Yeah, it's it's very exciting to watch because and you're focused on the game and everything, but I think people can see from afar that the two of you and really the rest of this rookie draft class, it's building a court, you know, Cody starting on the offensive line at Garden. This group is building a core nucleus for years to come for the Buccaneers. And there's been a lot of chatter for you as well about that you should be in the running for defensive rookie of the year. I know we've been banging the table for it. Uh, A lot of Bucs fans have as well. Do you feel with your performance that you should at least be in the conversation for that award? Um, Yeah, you know, for me, I feel like I should be in a conversation, but the way the way everything is set up, like me seeing it with my own eyes, how they did um, Antoine Winfield. So I know how, I see how it's going to be for years to come. So, so I just feel like with me, I'm I'm honored, you know, for me at the same time, it's just the best way I can do to help my team out. And if the accolades come, it comes. But for me, it's just helping the team out the best way I can. You know, I, I was going to say, I've covered this team since 1995, and there's been a lot of dark years, but I remember when, when Warren Sapp and Derek Brooks came to, to Tampa, the only way they got the notoriety 
was to get on national TV. The only way you get on national TV is win a ton of games, right? And and keep winning in the playoffs. Then you get those primetime games. Then everybody knows your name, you know, nationwide, right? I mean, it, it, it that's got to be the focus for you and Kalaja and this this young nucleus of talent that's coming in, right? It's just, hey, we're we're in Tampa, small market, but if we do our job, win a bunch of games, they're going to put us in those nationally televised contests, and then we get in the playoffs, and that's even more national exposure. Exactly, exactly. So for us, we just got to keep winning games and and put our names in the in the in the papers. You know, just make get production production you know that's the way to highlight yourself a lot so for us we just gonna learn from this season and you know keep building and you know the job's not done we got yep. way more to do um with with philly this this monday coming up but i'm just excited with the future there was uh there was one guy nationally who was singing your praises and, and giving you some well-deserved national recognition and that was uh, peter schrager on a good morning football. Uh, how cool was that to see him just, you know, giving you a shout out and then he's rocking your Jersey the next day too. Yeah, that was, that was, that was really cool, man. Um, when I seen that, I was like, dang, he was like, he was like, he needed a Jersey. I, I told, um, <laughs> I told the equipment guy, I'm like, yeah, y'all gotta go ahead and, and send him one <laughs> immediately. So he can, yeah. you know, rock it for the show, but it was really cool. Cool to see. Yeah, we have a fan question here. Um, who do you have tonight, Michigan or Washington in the national championship? Um, just because of my 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 dogs, Vita and Joe and Greg and Cade. Yeah, so, you know, I'm I'm going I'm going with uh, Washington. That sounds good. Uh it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Um, well, speaking of Big Ten, Anton Winfield Jr. was uh, was a, a golden gopher. But um, man, this guy, he has done everything. He is he's not a golden gopher. He's a one man gang for you guys in defense. I mean, that play right there at the goal line, knocking that ball out of DJ Chark. We've seen that already. He did that to Desmond Ritter, right? How many touchdowns has this guy saved this year? You have that one. You have the Ritter touchdown. He broke up uh, a touchdown in the end zone against Drake London. In the Falcons game, he had two tackles that were touchdown-saving tackles against Justin Jefferson in week one. I mean, that's five touchdowns he saved right now. Um, what was the, the feeling inside the, the, the locker room when this guy got snubbed for the Pro Bowl? Because, I mean, he should be a defensive player of the year uh, worthy candidate, right? I mean, he should be a first-team All-Pro for getting snubbed the way that he did. Yeah, man. <laughs> This guy here, man, I, I tell you, man, I, I I honestly respect this guy with everything he do, man. And the way the way they did him and just, you know, didn't even, you know, if you look at his his um stats and looked at the guy that they chose, I'm not gonna Who's say Baker? Yeah, yeah, I'm not gonna say yeah. yeah. It just it don't it doesn't make sense. It right. doesn't make sense at all. So for a guy like him to be so so humble and just come to work every day and 
me being a rookie to see see someone like that and just it just makes me want to you know work harder and just and just you know do what I need to do to help this yeah. team out and you know when he made that play I was just like wow man I went to the sideline immediately I was like dude like you're the best man like I, <laughs> it's just it's just it's just awesome seeing it yeah like face like live like this man I told him I'm like dude you're the best man and don't don't let nobody else tell you different man yeah. like you're the best like you deserve all your flowers yeah and you know what he's gonna get paid too right he's he's gonna get flowers he's gonna get some green flowers a lot of green flowers right and I'm gonna tell you what about Antoine Field Jr. is not gonna change him I mean, if anything, it, it might put more pressure on him to earn the paycheck, and he's going to play just as good, if not better. Now, this is one of those dream statistical seasons. We can't expect this level of superhero play uh, like this. But he's just one of those guys that you can pencil in, you know, four or five sacks, you know, three or four forced fumbles, a couple of interceptions every year because he's just that good and that consistent. When, when you look at that play that he made, that really, I mean, a touchdown there, right, for Carolina, it gives a, a 2-14 and 14 team a little bit of juice, uh, you know, get, gets them some momentum early. You know, maybe it tightens you guys up a little bit. That was a huge play. But when you see your, your team captain go full speed, and he didn't have an inch to spare, he got there at the right time going full speed. And, and you know there's some guys in football. Um, on other teams around the league, whatever, that just look at the proximity and say, well, he's got a touchdown. I can't get it. But this guy's never say die attitude. Th does that permeate the defense? Man, I'm telling you, it adds, it adds more juice to everyone. Like, you see somebody who's putting himself on the line to, you know, yeah. to do what's best for the team, and you have no choice but to, like, follow. So, that's why when I say I respect him a lot, I respect him a lot because, like, seeing stuff like that, it makes me want to be like, oh, shoot, mm -hmm. why am I not Why am I not going that hard? Why am I not putting my body on the line to help the team out? It's, it's little stuff like that. So I feel like him doing stuff like that, it, it really amps up the defense yeah, and the whole team. Speaking of amped up, Raymond James Stadium is going to be amped up next Monday night when you guys get a rematch against the Eagles. Now, we saw what happened in week three, 25 to 11. You're a different team than you were then. You've won five out of the last six. The Eagles are a different team. After a 10 and one start, they've lost five out of the last six. Still a dangerous team coming in here. But they ran the ball up against you guys, 201 yards. But in that game, you know, Joe Tryon Schwenka played 50 snaps. Shaq Barrett played 46. Anthony Nelson played 33. You only played 25 snaps that game. Now, you, this was week three of your rookie season, right? Just 31% of, of the snaps at outside linebacker in that game for you. But, yeah, yeah, they're going to see a different yeah, yeah, Diaby, right, on Monday night that they didn't see back in week three. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm and I'm excited. I'm excited, man. I'm I know that was one of the teams where I was like, man, I can't, I, I can't wait to be able to play them again. So, cause that game went left for us. And that was the, that was a time of the year where it was like, dang, like what's going on. So for us to be the different team right now and heading the right direction, I, I just know, I just know all the guys going to be locked in this week. And I know we're going to come with, with that with that juice and that 
that you know what we need to yeah. to get the job done. So, and I'm just excited that it's going to be on Monday night. All eyes on us. No, no better way to no better way to you know get a win. So, yeah, yeah. I'm excited. Prime time under the lights. Everybody watching. Uh, going to be super fun. I know you're diving into all the work and preparation for this game, but just your initial thoughts against playing the Eagles again, what's going to be the key for the Bucs winning this game and moving to the second round of the playoffs? So we've been, that's, that's what we've been focusing on this um, season, you know, with the run, you know, stopping the, stopping the run. And that's what we liked when we played them last time was stopping the run. So I know, I know they're going to look at their film. We're going to look at our film. They're going to see what hurt, hurt us and they're going to try to, you know, do it again. So this time we got to be ready and, you know, put our big boy pants on and, and as a front line, speaking yep. for the front line, we got to put our big boy pants on and, and get the job done. Yeah. Stopping the run sets up everything else. You want to put them in those, you know, passing situations, especially on third and long um, for you as a pass rusher, do you feel like you're still just scratching the surface as to getting after the quarterback? Cause your head coach Todd Bowles said that, the sky is the limit for you, man. For me, for me, um, even though even though I had this um, the regular season I had, man, I, I still felt like I left a lot on the table. And for me, you know, I um, I get happy, but at the same time, I'm I'm never a guy who gets satisfied with stuff like that because I know I left a lot out this year, and I know I can improve and. That's what I will do. I will improve and I will keep keep getting better to be able to get in them double digits sack sack year. And as as I always say, you know, do what I can to help this team out to keep keep winning our division and keep getting to that opportunity to keep having an opportunity to get to the Super Bowl. You know, back in rookie minicamp, we saw you rocking that zero, right? And that, that's pretty cool. Like, you made a, a statement right from the get-go, right? Your first number in Tampa Bay, zero, right? You're the first uh, sub-zero, agent zero, whatever you want to call yourself, right? And, uh, and you've done that number proud. Like, that's that's pretty badass. And so Matt and I, we're out there watching you at rookie minicamp. You're like, this guy looks like a badass, you know? Yeah. So whenever we talk about you on the show, we say it in a badass way, like, yeah, yeah, Diaby, you know. Could could you say your name in like a really badass way like that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Diaby. There you go, man. There you go. Our fans love it when we say yeah. it like that. Um, so we've been doing it all year long. I mean, you see it right now. Everyone, everyone in the chat is saying it. One guy in particular continues to say it. So Appreciate you saying that. I also like doing this. Uh, I, I said it to you in the locker room once. The schoolboy Q always does, yeah, 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 when he uh, when he comes in on a song. So I like doing that when you get a sack as well. And you, you already alluded to it that you're never satisfied. You want to do more. Um, and you mentioned double-digit sacks. You had seven and a half this year. Is that the next goal? Understanding you're focused on the Eagles right now. But is, is that the next Stepping stone, the, the next pillar is to get that double-digit sack season. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. And and this this year, just like I said, it's been a good year, but um, uh, I'm hungry. I'm hungry to get in them double-digit sack. And this offseason, I'm going to look at, look at what I can, um, look over film and look what I need to work on and what I can do and also look at other pass rushes and try to, you know, 
emulate the the greats, you know, like mm-hmm. the like right now the TJ, the Miles yeah. Garrett, all, all the guys that I look up to right now. So, you know, just I feel like that's what I need to do this offseason to be able to reach them double digits. Yeah, well, this past offseason, that's a picture I took. I interviewed you at the Combine right there as part of that media scrum. And I asked you what you were going to run in the 40-yard dash. And uh, your response to me was, uh, I'm, I'm going to shock everybody. I'm going to shock everybody. Like, you didn't give me a number. I asked you what you were going to run. But you said, I'm, I'm just going gonna to shock everybody. And you ran a 4-5-1. And we kind of knew the Buccaneers liked you. And we had you as a Bucks best bet. In other words, if they're going to pick a, an edge rusher, in the middle rounds, we we had you on as as our guy. Like it's going to be this Louisville kid, Yaya Diaby, and and uh, you certainly have uh, you know have, have lived up to to that, and and we're we're glad that the Bucks made us right in picking you because you certainly are picking up where you left off from your last year at Louisville. But you mentioned something really interesting in terms of the off season because you know you're not going to have to do top 30 visits. You don't have to go to the senior bowl where, where Matt and I saw you for the first time and Josh and, and Bailey and Sly and all of our Peter reporters were like, wow, this guy's pretty damn good. And actually Warren Sapp uh, called me about you. And cause I always try to get Sapp's uh, perspective on, you know, pass rushers and the draft and he watches film and he was there one day in mobile. And he said, ah, the only guy here worth the damn is this. Yeah. Yeah. Diaby guy, you know? And, uh, and I'm telling you, it's like, um, you know, he was right. Um, so when you look at at your offseason, you're going to be a Buccaneer. You don't have to combine train or anything. Um, where do you want to get at in terms of your weight? Do you want to add some weight? Do you just want to add some, some size, some muscle? Uh, you're already fast as hell. Where, where do you want to improve physically? And how are you going to do it this offseason when you have nothing to worry about except for working on your craft in, in a Buccaneer defense? I, that's so that's funny to say because I was literally talking about that um today I was like man I don't think I could get any bigger and I don't want to get any bigger I just want to um I just want to work more on my you know flexibility I'm mm-hmm. gonna do a lot of a lot of yoga this off season I'm gonna do some Pilates just different stuff like that to just help me help me, you know, bend the edge um, even better, you know, just little stuff like that to just help my body out because I already know I have the strength and the yeah. abilities. It's just some little little missing pieces like being able to bend the edge the way I want to. So, yeah. you know, that's what I feel like I'm going to work more on this offseason is, you know, doing Pilates and yoga. What type of, of pass rush moves do you want to really – add to your tool belt in the off season. Cause you're starting to get that push pull down too, by the way, which is looking good. Yeah. Yeah. I want to, I want to keep improving on the push pull. I want to add, just keep improving on my long arm and mm-hmm. definitely the, the double swipe and, you know, just, just little stuff like that. Yeah. Well, that's awesome, man. Yeah. Uh, we really appreciate having you on the Peter report podcast. Um, uh, certainly, uh, you're, you're, you've been a fan favorite all year long on our yeah. Peter report podcast too. So, um, uh, it's, it's been a treat. We enjoy, you know, our, our interactions, um, in, in the locker room, your great interview as well. Yep. So just continued success to you and your Buccaneer teammates and, uh, get that W out there on Monday night, man. Man, I appreciate you guys for having me. Thank you. Yeah, thank you very much, Yaya. Appreciate your time.
Yes, yeah. sir. One more thank time. You, thank you. Thank you, Bucks fan, as well. Yeah, the, the pewter people love this guy. He is, yeah, yeah, Diaby. Yeah, yeah, Diaby. There you go, man. I <laughs> appreciate you. That's great stuff, man. He, you know, he, it, it, listen, I mean, whoops, there we go. We're, we're supposed to, to, you know, be, you know, neutral and objective. And listen, if this guy, you know, if he has bad games, we're going to say it. That That's just how it is, right? We, we're going to call balls, balls, and strike, strikes. That's just how it is. But, but you know, this is one of those good guys, and, and, and he's, he's a Tristan Wirfs, Matt. He's an Antoine Winfield Jr. He's a Levante David. He's, he's a good guy that you really wish success for because he yeah. does things the right way. He's team-oriented. There's no ego. Um, I mean, if you're looking for a jersey to go out and get. Oh, yeah. Zero, man. I'm just telling you. Because you know? it looks cool. Like, it yeah. looks very cool. Yeah. And we've talked about this before, and we've talked about it in the Peter Report group chat. It is important with the jersey buying experience because you want a player that is either already an all-time player, like if you got yeah. Mike Evans right now or Levante yeah. David, but you also want a player that's going to be there for a while. Like, you imagine getting a Jordan Whitehead jersey and now he's not playing for the Hawks <laughs> anymore? Right. Yeah, says, I have a cream school Yaya jersey. Yep, that's right. Um, and Bill Vincent, great point. After that interview, only 11 thumbs up. Come on, people. That's right. Please Let's go. Like yep. and subscribe. We got Bailey Adams in the, uh, in the chat as well. Um, that was a great interview with Yaya. Um, didn't even get to, I mean, we only obviously only have so much time, but yeah. uh, there's like so many more things we could have done with Yaya too. Uh, so, well, and, and the cool thing too is, is uh, like, like I said, Matt and I, he's one of our go-to guys in the locker room. We, we have a rapport with him. Uh, we'll have him on in the off season for sure. He was excited to come on today. We've tried to get him on the last couple of Mondays, but him being so popular and a rookie, the yeah. Buccaneers, they, they use those rookies for a lot of uh, events because, you know, Tuesday is the player's day off. So Monday is kind of a lighter day, obviously a victory Monday today. So he didn't have any obligations with the Buccaneers because that's kind of what stood in the way. Right. Um, but there's there's a lot of guys, Luke Gedeke, Cody Malk and stuff that, that, are, that are itching to come on the Pewter Report podcast. And hopefully the offseason, Matt. Takes yeah, a little time. Exactly. Takes yeah. a little time to get here, but we have a lot of guests loaded up when uh, when yeah. the time comes. Yeah, yeah, and that'll be fun too. Because obviously, off season's a little more relaxed. It's not yep. so much like what the hell did you do or like yep. what, you know stuff like that. Um, exactly. Anyway, thank you to Yaya Diaby. That was great. Um, awesome comments from everybody as well. We have more super chats to get to, so the show yep. ain't ending until we do all these. That's right. Um, thank you to Easy the Great for five dollars super chat. Says fire those effing cannons. LFG Bucks. Road to the Super Bowl starts Monday. Take care of business at home. Then continue to be road warriors. Bucks have played better on the road, so there is That's true. something that you could turn to if um you know if they do get past the yeah. Eagles in the first round. So I love the attitude. Easy the great. That's the attitude every Bucks fan should have. Going Agreed. Uh, Bucks basement. Thank you for the four ninety nine super chat. Says much as the Bucks look bad against the Panthers, the Eagles look like a dumpster fire. It's yes. a shame Bowls will start after. Uh, will stay, I think you mean, after beating yeah. this Eagles team. Well, I mean, here's the thing. If they beat the Eagles, doesn't he deserve to stay? Yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? It's about resume building. Because, you yeah. know what, as the, as the weeks and months go on, you're going to forget, oh, well, they they only barely beat the Panthers. Or, well, Trevor Lawrence was pretty injured in that game against yeah. the Warriors. That starts to fade. And you got to look at resumes and building and, yeah. and what he's done. 
Listen, it, it, it is a slippery slope, right? Because if you if the Bucks were in any other division, they're mm-hmm. not playing this week. They're not. Right. It's you know, it's just the the nature of of the reality that exactly, in. Matt. And I'm I'm listen. I'm not necessarily comparing the two, but how many Super Bowls did Andy Reid win in Philadelphia? Zero. How many has he won in Kansas City? At least multiple, right? So I'm just saying it's like coaches can improve, they can evolve, they can get better, right? And And, only went to one Super Bowl with the Eagles. Yeah. They kept losing in the NFC Championship. Championship game. And they did to the Bucks. Todd Bowles outcoached Danny Reed in that Super Bowl as well, right? I mean, there's a lot of people that, I mean, listen, I know the cover zero play against the Rams that really sunk the ship about Todd Bowles for a lot of Bucks fans. I get it, but you can't forget. That this guy this year, um, close to eighty million dollars in dead cap space. No Tom Brady. You're bringing a Baker Mayfield rookie play caller, right? Uh, lots of turnover. What thirteen rookies on on the team, Matt? I mean, he's had to endure a lot. Yes. And if he gets a win and shows everybody, myself, you, Matt, the pewter people, the Lasers, Jason Light, the team, that he can win in the postseason, he deserves to stay. And I'm not saying fire the guy if he doesn't, but I'm just saying uh, I think that is that solidifies he and Dave Canales coming back if you get a win against the Eagles on Monday night. Uh, Ryan Giles with the $1.99 Super Chat says, percentage chance that Baker is re-signed. He has won me over. This is a good yeah. question. Mm-hmm. It's slightly difficult to answer based on what happens on Monday and what yeah. the future coaching decision is. I will say, if everyone remains intact, I think it's like a ninety percent chance of Baker. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, can't get one hundred percent because anything. Right. Can happen, but. And, and, and if if there is a new head coach, if it is Don Munkin, they work together. Munkin, you go back and scan the internet. Very favorable reviews about Baker Mayfield from their their one lone year together in twenty nineteen in Cleveland. Yeah, uh, Scotty J with a uh, dollar ninety nine super chat says, "I'm rich. Hit my fourteen hundred and 700 to uh, ones bet, bet big bucks. So you probably won bucks to win the NFC South and to make yep. the playoffs. I and won that says, as well. Uh, been a great year. Thanks, Matty Diamonds. There you Scott, go. Okay, so happy for you. I love as much when everyone else wins off mm-hmm. of my picks. Not that I was the only one saying take the bucks to win the division, but uh, right. love hearing that. Hey, I did. Okay, congratulations. I yeah, did. There you go. So uh, Shaggy with the $10 super chat says he should be, in my opinion, uh, what odds do you give Antoine Winfield Jr. winning Defensive Player of the Year? I don't give him good odds. Yeah. I, I really yeah. don't. If he's not a Pro Bowler, he's not getting that award. Now he sh- hopefully the NFL makes up for it with the All Pro, uh, you know, spot, and he should. Yeah. I think he should be first team All Pro, not second team. He's done more than Jesse Bates or any yeah. other yeah. safety, you know. So yeah, a hundred percent. This is probably T.J. Watt, right? The, yeah. You, yeah. And TJ Watt's had a great year. Like this is not to 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 sully the name of, of TJ Watt. Yeah. Uh Dante Mason, thank you for the 1999 Ooh, Super Chat. Says somebody asked Cam Jordan, uh, not bad for a basement team, huh? And Devin White said, We will see them again. So let's go, Bucks. Fire the mother effing cannons. Yep. Cannonballs as well. well I don't think Cam Jordan's going to the Pro Bowl this year, so <laughs> he won't right. have an opportunity to flap his gums yep. this time around. And you know what? Cam Jordan, Bucks fans have every right to hate him. I remember when he was mm-hmm. like tweeting and celebrating when they re-signed Donovan Smith. That's right. He's had That's a right. lot of poor words about the Bucs. Mm-hmm. You know what? The Bucs won a Super Bowl. He yeah. has it. He's at the end of his career. Mm-hmm. And again, 
His teammates don't listen to his coach. So That's right. watch this. <laughs> Vince uh, McGee, thanks for the $5 super chat, says, could Hainsey be a better guard than center? And I can't wait to see uh, the game mature with Palmer and Jarrett hit the like button, people. Yeah, um, I don't think so because you're, you're isolated sometimes, right? One-on-one as a guard with the defensive tackle. And we've seen Cody Malk get kind of steamrolled like he did against Derek Brown a couple yeah. times yesterday. So, um, and Malk is bigger and stronger than Hainsey is. So, and I'm excited to see Cody Malk really develop. We we talked to him, and he really wants to work on his trunk, his his uh, his lower half, and get stronger so he can anchor in the run game and in, in pass protection. I think Hainsey is pretty much a center, but I, I like him better as a backup center, to be honest. I think he's average. Um, he's smart, cerebral guy, but from a physicality standpoint, he's not Ryan Jensen. He's not that, that mauler up front. And so I think an upgraded center would help this team. As for Palmer and Jarrett, yeah, I think the arrow's pointing up for 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 Palmer, though, he's got to be more consistent. He's had three fumbles yeah. this year. He's had some drops. He's got the tools. He was a late bloomer. It took him leaving LSU where he was buried in the depth chart behind all of the NFL receivers at, at LSU. And it took him going to Nebraska to have a thousand yard season. So we're not going to give up on him. I do like Jared as well. But I think right now, if you're looking at this, you have Mike number one, Chris number two. I think there's there's a void at, at wide receiver three that may be a Romo Dunze, um, you know, a, a, a Brian Thomas from LSU can fill. And then Palmer's an ideal four and Jared's an ideal five as of right now. But they have a chance to grow and, and, and excel. Oh, yeah, 100%. Love the potential, but that does not mean the Bucks should just sit and wait and be like, hey, Trey, um, you know, start a yeah. group. No, like they should upgrade wide receiver three while also having Trey Palmer in the bank ready to go. Yep. Angelina S., thanks for the $2 super chat, says, we love you, Yaya. Put a hurting on Hurts. Go Bucks. Yeah, appreciate Yaya once again. Great having him on. Austin Glaze with the $5 Super Chat. Best edge rusher, talking about Yaya. We've drafted since the OG, Leroy Selman. Don't at me. Bold, yeah. bold word from Austin Glaze. Be fair. Yep. Uh, yeah, some of the other guys they've gotten, they've traded for or signed in free agency. So, yep. uh, Adam Hamilton, $4.99. Thank you. Says, Yaya, you're the man. Do your best SR. Yeah, yeah. Diavi. Yeah, that was great, yeah. Scott. Um, yeah, we got him. We got him to do it. He did it twice. That, he did it. I promise, I promise all the Peter people that will be clipped. And every single time Yaya Diaby gets a sack, that will be tweeted on at least my social media. And I'll make yeah. sure every Peter we'll report. On Peter reports yeah, whoever's sure. running on the Peter Report account will tweet that clip as well. Yeah, no doubt. Good guy. Thanks to Ryan Finnerin for the 499 super chat. Says, can we take a pregame shot Monday night before the game? Go Bucks and Celsius Chaser, uh, of course. Yeah. Hey, I'm, I'm, I absolutely go for it. Um, you know, maybe use it as, hey, this is my pregame routine, and every yeah. time I've taken a shot before a game, the Bucks have won. We all have to do our part. In 2020, yeah. I listened to the same three songs in the playoffs on my drive to the Advent Health Training oh, Center. Nice. And yeah. you know what? Did it help the Bucks win? I like <laughs> sure did. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you have to twist my arm to drink alcohol, people. I'm just letting you know. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, Ryan Giles, thanks for the dollar ninety nine super chat. Panthers yep, this talk to Greenberg. Yes. Yeah, yep, this this just broke. Yep, within the last half hour. Um, and uh, have not had a chance to reach out to Greeny yet, but uh, good for him. Um, 
Not sure if he wants <laughs> to work in that environment. At the yeah. same time, there's only 32 general manager jobs in the league. Um, I think the one thing in my conversations with Greenberg that we've talked about is you know, he's not a personnel guy. He is a salary cap guy. And sometimes, you know, you, you can take that salary cap guy as a general manager and just have a, a strong director of, of player personnel, right, and get the job done that way. So we'll see what, what Greenberg's career aspirations are. You know, Jason Light's taken great care of him. Um, I know yes. that Greenberg was very appreciative of going from the vice president of of football administration, which was an awful lot to put on his business card to just assistant GM. I mean, he loves that title. So yeah. I don't know. There, there is a strong connection. This is like a, a Jordan Pippen thing. All right. I mean, this yeah. is, yeah. Yes, this, this is an Evans Godwin thing, right? That these two guys have done wonders here in Tampa Bay. And I've said it before Matt. you've agreed with me and you've said it yourself. If this team loses Mike Greenberg, it is a massive blow because, it, it, yeah, and and I love Jackie. She does a great job, and she could probably step in and do the job. But there's something special about Mike Greenberg. He has been like the the secret weapon uh, during the Bucks' rise to becoming a Super Bowl team and managing the cap. He is he's a and Jedi keeping, master. Yes, and keeping them steady and afloat as well. Because remember, Bucks yes. are. The only team in the NFC that's made the postseason four years in a row. That's sustainability right there. And now and getting through the salary cap is yeah. a, a huge part of that. Our last but not least uh, super chat, Ryan Finner. And again, thank you for the $1.99 super chat. Says Winston did that for Tampa. LOL. Who day? Go box. Yeah. I mean, we talked about it before. Um, extremely comical. I wonder, though, I'm not sure if James's contract situation, he might have been on a last year of his deal anyway but yeah i think he re-upped actually or he he did something to massage his cap number and maybe it's voidable years i'm not sure yeah, i but, think i think it's void yeah. years he still might be a free agent it would be a tough look to bring him back after you know that that type of stunt but yeah. uh hey that's the saints problem you know that's not, right not the bucks the bucks got bigger things to worry about most notably and namely winning a playoff game in the top yep. balls era and Another home game for the Buccaneers. So yeah. uh, we're going to talk a lot more about Bucks Eagles. It's the playoffs. Playoffs. There's only so many teams remaining in the NFL. So we'll have our preview. We'll have other shows coming up this week. Um, Practice-wise, everything's pushed back a little bit because it is a yeah. Monday schedule. So um, we'll keep you guys updated. More content to come at PeterReport.com. In the meantime, please like and uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can follow us on our social media on X, Facebook, Instagram, and Threads. We are at Pewter Report. And then, of course, uh, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, which is Pewter Report TV, where we have podcasts, especially with uh, great ones with players on the team and coaches and other personnel. Various shows, various clips, all great stuff. Um, yeah, Bill Vincent. I was actually thinking about that during the show. I was like, yeah. oh, we – we didn't do roll call. So you want to do it next show, Scott? Well, yeah, we'll do let's do it. Yeah, we, we have to. It's just uh, we, we did want to, we had a lot to talk about in terms of what Todd Bowles had to say and, and the latest news, right, about your Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the NFC South champions. Yes. Uh, we, we, we're we going to put roll call on, on hold till Wednesday because uh, we didn't want it to infringe on Yaya Diaby's time either. So, um, but uh, we're excited to, to do that. So it's another reason to to tune in on Wednesday for our Bucks Eagles preview. And we're going to have roll call for you as well. So it'll be a big show. 
We'll also talk to Baker Mayfield on Wednesday and get a, a pulse yeah. on how he's feeling as well. Absolutely. So that's going to do it for us. For Scott Reynolds, for Yaya Diaby. I'm Matt Matera saying thanks, everybody, for watching. And we will see you on Wednesday for another edition of the Pewter Report podcast. Out. Out.